I'm live. I'm here. Hello, everybody. How's it going? We are here. It is Street Fight. I am doing this by myself tonight because I have never done a podcast by myself. So I thought I would try it. And uh, so that's why we're here. Um, you can't call that a flub because it wasn't me that did it. Uh, I was doing all good. I had a really, I'll tell you what happened. I uh, was playing Legos downstairs and uh, my, my uh, brother, Jason, a producer of the show, texted me or called me, one of the two, I don't fucking know. Uh, he called me and was like, what are you doing? Uh, the computer's turned off at the office. Uh, so I jumped in my car, I drove all the way to the office, turned the computer on, and then uh, had to hurry up, come home, and then do all my pre-show shit. And uh, now I'm here. I made it though, I'm doing it. So that's something to be impressed about. Uh, it has been, yeah, I do think I'm the only one that can flub commie mommy. Uh, I, I flub a lot. Oh, oh, the, the audio's doubled in the queue, Jason. Just trying to figure it out now. Yeah, Jason's working on that. Okay, it's okay, everybody. Let's all fucking calm down. We don't need to, we don't need to take it out on me. Okay. I'm here. I'm working as hard as I can, uh, to get you guys a show. I'm trying to fix this camera so I don't look like a fucking floating head. Uh, if people could see how my camera is on a, uh, my camera is on a, like a thing, right? Like a, uh, tripod gimmick, but the type of thing that I use, I'm frozen now. Okay. Uh, the type of thing that I use is, is like a, I don't know. It's like a tripod, but the Logitech camera has this little piece inside of it that has like threads in it. I don't know what they call that, but it has threads in it and um, it's gone. And I would say just doing street fight, right? Like, like I would say this is my fault because I break everything that I own in the whole world. You know, I'm very well known for breaking things except for, you know, one thing, the sure SM 58, microphone that I've had for years now. I've never broken that. But uh, I've had three of these Logitech cameras. Every fucking, what, they're 1080p. Well, that's good. That's what people are looking for, you know? Um, I've had, why does, I look psycho in the uh, YouTube. So everything's great. Uh, my arm is like, Jason, I'm frozen now. And he see me behind me? Oh man, this is going, this is going swimmingly right now. So yeah, this Logitech camera has a weird like thing. So I used painter's tape to tape it to the thing. So it's just wrapped around painter's tape that doesn't have like actual, it's not sticky or anything. You know how, yeah, I know I was a floating arm. That's not fair. Okay. I'm here now. Okay. Nothing else can go wrong this episode. I can guarantee you nothing else can go wrong because I'm a genius. Um, sorted all the Legos in my office today, getting ready to sell some. If uh, people were looking for Legos, 
coming soon. I'm selling some. I don't know where we're at or how, but I plan to sell some. Uh, so I asked people to call because talking to yourself is crazy thing to do. Um, so I kind of was like, when Brett said he wasn't going to be able to make it, I was going to get a guest. I had a weird bit of, I don't want to say social anxiety because then everybody's like, oh, the ketamine treatments didn't work. And that's not like what it was. It was like a weird bit of, it was like a weird bit of, I don't know. I don't know who to ask. Uh, I don't, I don't know. So I just didn't ask anybody and was like, can I do a podcast all by myself? And uh, it turns out I can't. Uh, Jason is helping here and uh, everything has been going wrong since I started. So we are gonna go ahead and get on these phones and just the callers are my co-hosts is what I like to say sometimes, you know? Um, so we'll go ahead and get some callers on, see what's up with them. It's time, I'll hit the talk button. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can the callers not hear me now? Okay, can the listeners hear the caller? Because the caller... Oh, no. I didn't hear him either, so give me just a second or whatever. You're just going to have to talk. Uh, Sorry. I'll return them to the queue. I will uh, try another one real quick, but it doesn't sound like it's working. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Okay. So the calls aren't working. Uh, that makes things exponentially harder for me to do. <laughs> uh, I have everybody's on hold still. Uh, they're saying they heard the caller. Um, so I don't know. I'm not hearing the callers on my side and, uh, shot gaming, who is a chatter says they can hear the callers compelling audio. I'm doing here. It just, it's as good as it could possibly be going. Uh, I winners and losers in the chat said they heard the second one too. They think it's me that can't, I can't hear the callers, Jason. And Twitch can't hear the callers either. So I don't know what's going on here. I'm, I'm vamping, but I'm going to run out a lot of stuff to say to myself. Uh, but yeah, so this is, this is, oh, Jason, they can hear Jason. They can't hear the caller. So this is crazy. I don't know what to do. <laughs> wish there was something I had planned. I didn't plan anything because I was just like, you know what? I'll have the motherfucking, I'll have, I'll have the callers co-host with me. It'll just be me and the callers just hashing it out, fucking solving all the problems, creating socialism. I think socialism we'd be creating maybe just really fucking going heavy on, on problems and, and hearing about people's jobs and they maybe hear about my jobs and, uh, what okay somebody in the chat uh meme cam says just turn into lego chalk talk yeah go ahead chat ask me questions i'll answer some questions i apologize for this i don't really know what to do right now <laughs> what's the best lip biscuit album uh i think this is a young man's 
I, there is a young man's answer to this question. Young, I, I can hear that. Um, there is the young person's answer to this question, which for me would have been $3 bill y'all, which, uh, was so good, but I think as I'm older now, I'm going significant other actually. So yeah, my favorite Limp Biscuit album was significant other and uh they also brian i was in denmark the other week and i almost went to billund aka the birthplace of lego but my co-workers wouldn't let me you gotta quit that job you gotta fucking quit that job okay fuck that denmark it's in denmark i always thought it was norway but fuck norway could be in denmark too you know i wouldn't fucking know um but yeah, yeah. If I go wherever the lay, I, I want to go. Like, I never want to go on a vacation to a place that is cold. But the Lego place uh, is a place I would go to. I really believe I should go to the Lego place. You want me to try a call, Jason? Oh, no. I lost Jason now. I'm losing everybody. Yeah, you didn't lose me. Hey, uh, you can try a call, like, right? Everything looks like it's set up properly. Like, I don't know what the deal is right yet. So you can try hey, one. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Are you there? Oh, yeah. You, I, I hear you. You, I hear you. I oh, do okay. hear you. Good. Who I, are we talking I, to I, tonight? I you the whole time. Great. Oh, how's it going? You know, really good show, I think. <laughs> oh, no, it's wonderful. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I will never, I mean, the flub is a running joke, but I'll never, uh, you know, I think it's, it's meant in, uh, it's never mean spirited. I think. I don't believe people think it's a mean spirited thing. I, I don't feel like it's mean spirited except for from Chris. No. It, when Chris does it, it's mean spirited, but when other people do it, I see it as very kind <laughs> and it's something people know about I think it's, me. I think it's fun. It's endearing. Yeah. 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 Uh, for sure. So, who so, are we talking to tonight? Uh, What's you up? Didn't, you didn't hear me when I introduced myself the first time. Uh, it's Ryan, by the way. Yeah. Um, What's up, Ryan? I, uh, first thing, I just want to, I know Brett does it, but I want to plug the Patreon real quick. Your Patreon? It's yeah. so good. Go for it. Um, and the catalog that you get is amazing. I, well, I'm not paid to say this, but I, I'm a, a former like evangelical myself, and the Holy Boys series is like some of the best radio I've ever listened to. And Tom is it's just crazy stuff. Um, so he's great. He's great. And, and, you know, and evangelicals got, got are nuts. Money, do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying evangelicals uh -huh. are fucking nuts. And like, if you're doing, I don't know, like, it's funny because like, it sucks to say this, but like, I think people that, that like listen on the Patreon all the time, like the, the, the patrons, I don't know why I'm saying it so weirdly, but uh, I feel like the patrons like, like get that it's like a freak. Sh it's more like almost like a freak show, but like of, of main, like a lot of the stuff is super mainstream that, that I like to talk. Yeah. I like to talk like about really, stuff really that was mainstream. It, yeah. yeah. Mainstream in the past. Like I always feel like, like weirdly I do these crazy niche things on there, but like, like right now, right? I'm I'm reviewing movies, but I'm reviewing movies that made a ton of fucking money. <laughs> it wasn't like I'm not reviewing was, like 
indie movies, you know? Yeah. I was going to mention that too, because I've never seen like Point Break or some of the movies that you reviewed, but I, to me, it's almost funnier to hear you talk through the plot of them. And I get to like, imagine what the movie's like. And I'm like, wow, this really is bad. <laughs> There's some tough ones. I mean, I think the only ones you guys have heard are uh, Red Dawn and uh, Point Break. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is the first one that fucked me up. Like, it's the first one that was like, this fucking sucks. There's all many, there's so many things that I do, like, um, there's so many things that I do where it's like, uh, um, I don't mind listening to shitty stuff. That's not like a big problem that I have out there, but like, (laughs) I, I like, sometimes you get yourself in a situation where like, you know, how bad can it be to watch nightmare on Elm street, the reboot? It's only 90 minutes long. And then you're halfway through it and you're like, Oh, it can like be really bad actually to have to do this. It can, it can suck extremely badly. So (laughs) that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I, I would say, I, yeah, I yeah. The, the, night- the ones that you that you have reviewed, and uh, I, I don't think I will now. I think I'm content with just hearing your descriptions of them. <laughs> to be honest, do you avoid bad stuff? Because there's like a lot of people out there that are like, I avoid, I avoid yeah, bad yeah. stuff. And that's why I, I, I think that's why I enjoy what you're doing so much is because you don't have that tendency, and so like I can have someone do it. You know, and then I get to hear about it, but I don't have to experience it myself, which is, is, is great. I know, I, I guess I pay for it, but it's, it's, it's very good value to me, you know? Well, reading, reading, so when I do these, these episodes about the movies, it's like really fucking weird that, like when I do the five-star reviews, right? Because like a lot of like really shitty movies uh, have really high audience scores, which leads me to believe that like, I mean, people actually kind of like shitty movies. <laughs> like the, the Some mainstream the taste is like, shit. Oh, I spent money on this. I have to, I yes. have to like it. And cause they're all, they all sound really defensive in the comments or in, in the reviews. Cause they know, I think they know it's not a good movie. But they have to be like, oh, contrary to what the quote critics, you know, say, uh, this was actually a very good movie. Yeah, so. they are so confrontational, Ryan. I mean, it is nuts when you go when when you go on one of those sites and you're like, when when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you start looking through, and you can look at any movie that's sort of that's rotten, you know, it, it like even if it's like a a fifty percent, which is like. When it comes to reviews, I think a 50% isn't even like really that bad, you know? Um, it just means the movie didn't like, wasn't perfect. Well, it means it was half good. And uh, people get so mad about that, even that level, where it's like, I don't get why you're so tied up in like, I mean, the same thing happens with the Marvel stuff. Every day you see people get real mad about the Marvel stuff. And then you see other people get really mad because people are really mad. And the way I always think about it with the Marvel stuff is like, you fucking won. Like every movie is Marvel stuff Mm -hmm. now. 
You fucking won. Why you gotta be so mad? Why you gotta make everybody have to like it? I don't want to like it. I want to hate it. I want to hate everything. I want. I want to go into everything hating it first, and then making me like it at the end, which is the opposite. When I started Street Fight, one of my things, one of my main philosophies when we started this show was like, I don't know. I think it was maybe in the era of poptimism, uh, where like if it's pop culture and if it sells then it must be good. And it was like, it got like so out of hand where it was like, you know, you can't say Iron Man 3 wasn't great without people saying like, oh, you you just fucking don't understand it. And it's like, I fucking perfectly understand Iron Man 3. It is not a hard thing to fucking understand. So I don't know. I don't know how I got off on that other than the fact that I'm watching these horrible fucking movies. Uh and you brought up the Patreon. Yeah, get on our Patreon. We 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 need people. We need we need some people to come in there and 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 uh I have from 2018 to now, uh I have been doing some of the crazy I would have to say from 2018 to currently, I've been doing some of the craziest shit in podcasting. And I'm not bragging, I promise. I never feel good about myself in that way. <laughs> Well, uh, I, real quick, we, if we got time, uh, Burles in the chat just said hating Plenty. stuff feels so good. So that's that's a story that I want to tell really quick. It's a very quick one, but it's, it's uh, very hate-inducing. So I was uh, at a sub shop the other day. Uh, this woman was in front of me. She was uh, maybe like, I don't know, I'm hard at, at judging people's ages, but maybe like 70, right? And it's a place where it was Jersey Mike. So it's a place where you can like, you know, you, you, you tell them what you want and sort of like Subway kind of, but... So Bro, I haven't had Jersey Mike's. I haven't had Jersey Mike's in two decades. Two. I. It would years? have to be twenty years since I've had Jersey Mike's. Yeah, my wife used to say it was the best yeah. sub shop in the world. Uh, that this is so. before we ate at real real places. <laughs> but like, oh, okay. uh, yeah. But back when we used to be like, it's time to go out to eat. And it's like, you want to get something fancy? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's fucking go to Applebee's. Like that was, that was the mode we were in in life. But like, uh, yeah, she loved, uh, Jersey Mike's and, uh, I probably ate there like four times. Like I have nothing to it, but so there's a 70 year old, an old lady. We just say old, you're allowed to say old lady yeah. on this show. I'm sorry. Was, I don't care if it's problematic. I, she, she was, she was pretty old. She was pretty old. Yeah. Um, uh, and in Jersey Mike's not the best subs in the world, but sometimes you just get, you know, sometimes the, that kind of sandwich just hits. So I was there. She's at the register. Um, she like, she's paying and she has a, like a single dollar bill in her hand and there's a tip jar. And she like has it between her two, her index finger and her middle finger. And she's like dangling it. And she goes, mm, I would have liked more uh, lettuce, but that's okay. And then she puts it in her pocket, takes the sandwich and walks away. You can't do that. You can't do that. You, oh my God. I'm also furious. You to make it. You could tell him you didn't put enough lettuce on it. Can I get some more? And lettuce too is the thing that she wanted more of. I, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I, don't I was, know what I want to, where are we going with that? I had to tell someone. <laughs> I read a whole, I read a whole thing earlier in the week about this woman was working at Subway and uh, she's telling a story about like a weird moment that she had while she worked there. And it was a woman that came in and was just like, 
I want uh, I want mayonnaise, mayonnaise. So she does the strip of mayonnaise, and, and the woman's like, more, another strip, more, another strip, more. And it's just like, I was reading that, and I was like, it's so gross. Like, you should, if you want that sandwich, make it your fucking self at home. You can put all the mayonnaise you want <laughs> on it. Don't fucking subject people to your weird mayonnaise thing. Uh, did the, did, I mean, it's, I think in the end, though, uh, only a dollar which also makes her look incredibly bad you know the people well i don't think anybody's tipping only a dollar anymore and and i can tell you that way back in god i'd have to say it was it was a very long time ago uh um i we're probably looking at like five six years 2016 when i was working at this this cafe and uh I'd be standing back there watching people tip. I mean, barely any. It had to be split with everybody in the place, right? So sometimes I would leave with like $4. Like $8, I think, was the most we ever got at the end of the shift. And uh, you would see people be so mean. And then just like, yeah. If somebody was like dangling it in front of me like that, I would just be like, Keep your fucking dollar. You, you know, Lord, it's your, a, your dollar over this 13-year-old cashier who's like, it's his high school job or whatever. Like, congratulations. I hope you feel really good <laughs> about yourself. <laughs> you yeah. lorded your one dollar over somebody. Great. Oh, you seem like a really, I'll bet you're a really real joy to be around. I mean. They're really good human. Yeah. I guess growing up, like if you grew up at a time, because a dollar was something when i was maybe 18 19 20 years old where it was like a dollar okay when i was in sixth grade people are gonna fucking make fun of me for this when i was in sixth grade cigarettes were a dollar 25 a pack so like <laughs> there was a time where a dollar like did mean something now it really means like less it it's a penny now a dollar is a fucking penny mm -hmm. now and anything under a dollar i mean what are you gonna what when 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 you hand somebody 35 cents like when you hand somebody money you should always take a little bit of time to think what are they going to what can they do with this money <laughs> you know <laughs> like is there a thing like is what can you even get for a dollar we should i mean I understand if you don't have the money on you, but it also feels like she came in with a well, dollar to tip. Whip that out purposely. Yeah, like I'm going to tip this nice boy a dollar. Oh, wait, he didn't put enough lettuce. He wasn't even the one who made the sandwich. He's just a cashier. Yeah. So, like, wh why does he care? And also, he's got to split that and with looking, everybody. Uh, people, I, just, man, I don't know. Looking across the fucking room, like, the, all these fine people are going to get to uh these hey these fine people can split a dollar like it's it's crazy it's fucking nuts i don't know i i have heard so like i have heard people from overseas and like people from here complain about how we have to tip like everywhere now basically it, it's it's really the 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 ipad cash register has that 
section for being able to tip and 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 like i would never say that uh i love tipping but the people working are not getting what they need with just regular yeah, it's, money it's like a necessity I yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like ever view it as like, oh, this is my way of exercising some, I don't know, like my feedback or whatever. No, like I'm going to give you extra money because you don't get enough. And I've, I've been traveling a lot internationally lately for work uh, lately. And it is, I mean, I got to say, it's super nice to you get your bill and you pay it and then you're done and you walk out and you know that they're probably, I mean, hopefully they're getting paid enough such that you don't have to tip them. You know? And if you do tip, yeah, it's like, I, well, that was really fantastic or something. You know what I mean, so. I, I was I was listening to a, a wrestling podcast uh, couple, like two or three months ago. These people from from England came over to watch a pay per view in Las Vegas, and they were like, "It's absurd" and all this stuff. And I'm like, "Number one, motherfucker, you're in Las Vegas. Like, there couldn't be a more expensive place in the world. Maybe New York, but even in New York, there aren't." several places to go where you can just hand them your money and walk out with nothing you know so like yeah like new york and and chicago and vegas it's like vegas is a tipping place the place fucking runs on tips don't go to fucking vegas if you if you can't tip it's it sucks we shouldn't even be on this tipping shit anymore it should be fucking over it should be uh, totally go ahead yeah you mentioned cafes cafes are I, I see people now that we have the ipads you can see what they're tipping right people i feel like they don't tip anything for coffee does does gwen make good tips or like is it just this thing that i'm noticing or uh i see like zero or you know like they, they'll do the default like 10 percent or whatever which ends up being i don't know 10 cents or something like that it's like yeah she's is it, talking is that a theme like, or is it uh, you know well i'll tell you because it was pretty shocking to me a couple of weeks ago uh i don't know what she was talking about she came home and was like they get paid their tips on a separate day from their regular wage you know so they get paid at the beginning of the week their tips and the end of the week they get their wage or whatever and uh i was talking to her monday night we were kind of chilling and she was like uh i i mean i I got so much on tips and I'm like, well, you get like, what's the tip situation looking like over there? And, uh, this is over a week, $45. She made $45 over a week and that's split. And she works at a super small place. So she's splitting it with almost nobody, you know, like if she's working, there's one other person working and it, it that might even be, she might, be the only one working because it's uh my neighborhood is is a pretty quiet neighborhood and uh it's just kind of like a place where they have coffee it's like known as the like oh this is a place where they have coffee shops so there's just there's kind of one by my house <laughs> that's the one she works at but yeah 45 dollars over a week and i was i was kind of like kid that's not very much <laughs> but you know thing like it. <laughs> yeah yeah no because it's over a week it's like you would think i don't know because when i worked at the cafe i kind of felt like maybe the tips were like uh the tips were like gonna be a helpful thing 
because I was really making like minimum wage. So I was like, it'll be nice to get these tips. And then at the end of the shift, when I would get tipped out, I would get five bucks. And it's like, that isn't, that's nothing. That doesn't help me even a little bit. So yeah, uh, yeah like, $45 is a good week, you? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you for calling. Um, it was very yeah, good to talk to you. Got I think it's going to be a good one. I hope. No, I'm I think, I think uh, rough start, but I think uh, ho hopefully uh, we, you can carry it through. I, I have faith in you. <laughs> it's looking up, baby. Thanks for calling. All right. Bum, bum, bum. Peace. All right. Next call. Thank you for calling. Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? This is Trill. Who? Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk Krills. to you. Who am I talking uh, like to? Grills, Krills. but with a C. Yeah. Oh, Krills. What's up, Krills? Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. I'm good. How are you? Well, you're, you're doing great is what I want to say to you. <laughs> lone, Nobody lone has to tell me I'm doing good. Like, you're, you're doing great. Just keep it up. We Anybody like who's listened to Shocktober knows that I've said people that record podcasts by themselves are psychos. So that's why I decided to try it to see if I am a guy yeah. that can record by myself, but I'm taking calls. Doesn't really count. Not psycho enough. One of these days I'll be it's psycho, like, but not here. You keep on like subjecting yourself to all that psychic trauma that you do to research for your shows and you will be psycho soon enough. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said to the, to Ryan before there, it's like, I, I, I don't think of it as like trauma or something like that. I think I, I think of it as like, uh, I think of it as like, these are, uh, abs, uh, absolutely mainstream things. I'm not, again, I'm not deep diving into so anything dear. crazy. It's so dark. I know, but it's not any, yeah. it is not a deep dive into nutty. It's not like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm really good at finding weird things. None of this stuff is that weird. It's all stuff that no, is it's like, like, we all just have to look away. <laughs> like we're it's we're really, actually all actively looking away from this. Like, don't look at that over there. Just don't look, don't look over there. You won't like it. I also, but I think I really like, I really like exposing younger people to stuff that was like, kind of, you know, a bigger, like Shocktober is so Holy Boys is really about exposing me to stuff. Right. But Shocktober is about showing right. people like, Hey, there was this big mainstream thing going on for a long fucking time. You should check it out. <laughs> Just letting people oh, man, know like. Dad? Things are different. A liberal listened to uh, Rush Limbaugh when I was a, a kid, like growing up. Just he he like he was you know he's a really interesting guy, but he really liked to hear the other side of the uh, of the debate. So he'd actually listen to Rush Limbaugh, and so I've I've heard my fair share of that fucking guy. Ugh. I can't stop. I mean, I listened to him. Like in, in all seriousness, as I've said before, um, back in, I, I don't know, 2000, 
fucking three, I would say. I was a daily Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh listener because I didn't know that they were. It's very hard if you're not savvy about politics. It's it's almost impossible to know that they're biased because it just if you're a dumbass, right? And you and you're and you're like yeah. listening to this thing that you think is news. Right, like that's the thing about this stuff is it's right. the, the the radio station it's on in Ohio, the right wing radio is called News Radio Six Ten. So I kind of thought I was like a huge news head, and I was like really like yeah, I was listening to the news. I'm like oh fucking yeah, I'm smart. I'm a news guy now, and like dude, it's now, no worse than. Uh, how I thought I was a news head when I was listening to NPR like five years yeah. ago and getting all my news from NPR. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, and you're like, I know like, what's going on. And you read like that. I think it was re that piece I did on the basement show when I was out of town, which I wish it was when I was in town because I don't know if people listen to that show or not, if the, if the audio was good or whatever. Uh, but like, I read this, this NPR article about, uh, yeah. a couple coffee shops unionizing and you're fucking yeah, sitting and listening. Dark. Yeah. You're reading that. And you're like, you start thinking like, fuck man, there was so many years where it was just like, Hey, you know, this is where intelligent people go to find out what's going on in the world. <laughs> Which is it's true, crazy. It's true. But I like the the Felix tweet from this week, where he uh, he honored some of the you know radio that like wasn't the news coming from NPR. That was really cool because I I did grow up listening to uh, Car Talk and hear them get a shout out as like you know kind of a proto podcast forty or so years ago. I mean, it's that so was cool. funny. It's so funny. I did not even know about car talk until it was sort of oh my God. too late for me to be into car talk in a way. Like it was kind of like the only thing <laughs> this sounds so fucking stupid, man. I'm going to tell you what I liked on NPR. NPR happened a year, maybe before street fight was my NPR phase. Maybe I think, okay. um, I was really into all things considered like be in my car yeah. in time to hear all things considered. And then also that other show, man, the, uh, um, the, the, uh, Ira glass thing, which I think something happened oh, yeah. when I got That's on, so when I was on early on in Twitter, uh, somebody pointed out some of the Ira glass stuff and, and what did it for me was so at the time I'm a dishwasher. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what, how this happened, but I, I was listening to a, a, this American life about a dishwasher where they were treating it. Like it was a big romantic job, which is something leftists like to do on Twitter a lot too, <laughs> where they're like roofers, they're salt of the earth. And it's like, none of them want to be fucking roofers. dude. <laughs> I did it for years. They would much rather be doing anything else. But, um, 
dangerous, because they're yeah, hard. Dangerous, dangerous. Yeah, they're hard and like dangerous, and and like he's like hit the money. You know, he makes this. They talk about this romanticism of this job, this fucking guy has, and it's just like he doesn't even care how much he makes, and it's like you motherfucker, no. Uh, I just it fucking blew my mind because I've <laughs> I've never in my life never worked at any crummy job and I've never worked at any crummy job and then been like this is really romantic I I you know I really like this I'm glad I'm learning a lot about myself and the people that learn a lot about themselves through like doing by being dishwashers have to be people that already have the money you know what I mean? Like I already, I can go well, home. You like because, your job like, I, now, right? At least, right? But there. but I do like my job now. But like, I'll say that like, uh, my wife does did for a long time was was really kind of bringing home pretty much all the money for a period, mm -hmm, and. Yeah. Uh, she does not like her job. <laughs> like she it's it's not her favorite thing to go do what she does. Uh she she does give me like a ton of information about like white collar work and stuff like that 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 is very pertinent to me. It's and hard to spend time to somebody else. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And there are times, dude, there are fucking times where I'm just like, I don't want to fucking talk at all. And that is that. I see that as yeah. like the whiniest thing that I do where it's like I worked and worked <laughs> and worked and dreamed driving around in that cable truck, just dreaming one day, maybe I can get on the radio and be like Obi and Anthony and like all this stuff. Like it was just like, here's what I would do. I would I do still this. I want you to join that band that you were going to join when you were a kid. Oh. That's, that's what I want. More <laughs> I was in a band for like more the, two uh, weeks. Ramble song yeah oh i was in a That's band for like two months i think but i was like i liked drugs more than there the band go. and uh we performed live a couple times and you know uh the the kid in who two played months drums, you got ready to perform live and did it a couple times shit well i sang That's awesome. i was a singer that's not like I, I I was singing in this band. I wasn't like playing an instrument. I couldn't have done it if I had to play an instrument. Were they original? But, uh, or were you guys playing new metal songs? Not new metal songs, because I was the only person in the band that liked new metal. Uh, we did. You know what's funny? We one of the covers we did. We did only covers, but one of the covers was "Headstrong" by Trapped. We did cover headstrong by trapped and we did uh take on me but a uh like ska version oh, yeah. that was ported over yep. to a heavy metal version save ferret oh. <laughs> yeah but they took that and did it in drop d so we basically stole the it. idea to do a cover of a song <laughs> and did it as a metal song i think That's we good. did um good. i really like it Shit, I'm trying to the glycerine, a heavier version of glycerine. Oh fuck. Shit. I, there's like Get a, me a time machine. I want to see this show. <laughs> there's only two shows. Say it ain't so. Uh maybe a Deftone yeah. song or something like Classic. that in there. But everybody in the band was like Classic. More into punk. That's great. 
Yeah, okay. everybody in the band was more of a punk fan, and and I've talked a bit about this quite a bit on uh, on uh, what's it on the POD cast where like uh, I didn't like punk, and uh, I didn't like people that listened to punk until i was like no. way oh, too no. old <laughs> yeah it's always so scary to say that on the show but it's just like hey when i was going to high school you know i didn't like people in punk i didn't like punk rock and i didn't like skaters and uh obviously like a lot of that stuff changed especially punk i got into punk you know doing street fight you get a lot of really great recommendations yeah. and and like but this yeah, show kind of and it's a really funny like it's really funny to think about because this show like i re reverse kind of reverse engineered being a punk fan because like i started doing a show brett was really into punk like growing up and uh i started doing a show with brett and you know we we knew we wanted it to kind of have that diy aesthetic so then i started like trying to learn about it. So I didn't even start to try to learn about punk 11 years until. later, it's still got the DIY aesthetic. That's what we try. That's what we want. Uh, hey, come on. A1C. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so in the chat said, Brian, I don't think you liked anyone. Hey, that's not fair. I liked like all the scuzz bags that I hung out with at the time. But no, I don't think I did either. Really. I was, uh, I mean, I think the thing that people will never admit to themselves and maybe even people are people in our chat or in our audience might be too young is that teenagers don't like anybody like they, they don't like anybody that's not like them. And, uh, so that, that really is like, like anybody likes them. So that's like, it comes around too. Absolutely. So, uh, now that I've, I've, I have now hijacked your call. What's going on tonight? Oh man, no. Um, I'm. I was actually. Uh, I figured we'd talk about bullshit, but uh, speaking of shit, I wanted to know if you've tried using Metamucil because yes. I feel like shitting should move up on your bodily function list. <laughs> it's not gonna. Ha I hate it. I do use Metamucil. Okay and uh you do okay because i drink a fucking I load of that shit every day and i poop so good i know but i don't like any of the stuff that has to do with it right like if it was just take and i have a bidet now so some of these are outdated arguments i will admit this um but i still feel this way now so i'm gonna say it is like I don't like like wiping. I don't like like uh, 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 any of the things that have to do with it. That's the reason it's so I low like on wiping my list. Either, but I couldn't get the bidet because uh, just I don't know the water splashing on my butt. It's great splashing back on the bidet, then splashing back on my butt. Like I know that happened. I know that happened. I love, love it though. Yeah yeah but the thing is like the, the the i guess the thing about it is is like uh i don't know you can here's the thing without the bidet and here's the reason here's 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 the reason why uh pre-bidet uh there were days they didn't quite get it right 
And then I would go out and walk a lot of miles. And uh, then you come home and or halfway around, you start to realize like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't quite get it right. Like I didn't get it all, you know? And uh, then that causes like problems for the rest of your day. <laughs> and uh, that yeah. doesn't happen as much <laughs> now again, cause I, my whole, my <laughs> blast my ass with cold water, but like, okay it did back then and like that's why i hated it that that is like that is why shitting is so low on my list and also farting i yeah. just is embarrassing to me that i don't like farting because you know, i am farting like a king now i switched to a high beam diet this year and like just like farting and farting and farting i was watching dude. north man earlier today and there's like a a good fart part in it and i was like yeah oh man that's yeah, that's what i but uh I'm, and i i'm sorry go ahead no 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 i go ahead there's a delay yeah i just got it i got it and it changed everything and then i know the first time i went on tour and there wasn't one i was just like fuck this is so bad. And now I'm like, I'm a super lackadaisical wiper. So yeah, I just don't, I don't, I tried try. to do, I'm going to give the bidet a try, but I, just I tried to do the I, I vegetarian. I my objections for a long time. I was a vegetarian for quite a while. Uh, well, three months. Oh, that's, not, right. that's not very long. And, uh, I went back to meat because of the farting. Like, I was just like, there's too much farting here. Let's lock everything <laughs> up inside. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> lock everything in like, there. Uh, Get something in there to fucking to... plug the hole. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for, for hanging out with me. I'll let you, Thank you uh, for go hanging out with I me. think there's a lot of people who want to talk to you. Yep. Our cue's running. All right. Um, I before will... I go. Go. You're still here. Oh, I was just going to say thank you for uh, um, Jake's been playing uh, some Curls Wilson songs at the end of some shows this past month, and I enjoyed that. Nice. So uh, making me want to make some new music because that shit's like 10 years old. Great. Do it. Send it to Jake. All right. Peace. Dropping calls. I got to drop the call. All right. Here we go. Um. I gotta do something real, real quick. Uh, pop, pop, pop. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There we go. That'll work. All right. I say thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? What up, Brian? It's Nick from New Zealand. How are you, man? Nick from New Zealand. Nick sent me a treat. Uh, DM me a treat and uh I need to hear a little bit more about this treat because like I looked at it and I was like I mean the way you described it made it seem pretty fresh but the way that like it looked seemed like it sucked <laughs> it looks horrible yeah um in New Zealand we had wally cake and it's um uh, it's it's more like we had like fruit puffs or they used to be called Eskimos. I think they're called explorers now because it was kind of such an end. 
Um, they're like soft lollies in that, and not a baked cake, but just like a set cake of like crushed up biscuits. Um, or cookies. Is it like Fruit and, Loops? Um, like butter. No. Um, or tricks? It's like soft sort of lollies. I'm sorry, what was that? I was thinking of sort of what they look like anyway. I was thinking of sort of what the lollies, look, uh, the candy looks like, man, because um, it's kind of hard to describe otherwise. But yeah, we've got some, I think like, you know, we didn't have a lot of international food <laughs> for a really long time in New Zealand. So, cuisine uh, is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, you guys don't get like, like tricks there or nothing? Like... I'm looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking man. up what the Eskimos are. I know you're not supposed to say that, but they're, uh, it's a cereal. I think they're called explorers. Nah, explorers. It's, it's lollies. Like it's, um, uh, like candy. Um, I don't, I don't know what you call them in the States, but they're like super soft little, um, I'm, fruit flavored lollies. Boom. I got them. Pascal explorers. Uh, lollies. They look like to me. Uh, I can't tell if they're marshmallowy. They're soft, right? Yeah, they're kind of marshmallowy. Yeah, they're soft, man. Uh, I can tell the American people what they are. Then uh, circus peanuts. They're basically circus peanuts, and the cake is just full yeah, of I lollies. Definitely like. Yeah, circus peanuts, man. Those things. I loved them growing up. And then I don't know what happened. It's the same thing with eggs. Like I ate scrambled eggs like once or twice a yeah. week growing up. And I haven't had scrambled eggs since I don't know, the nineties. Probably. I just decided one day I don't like eggs. And then I haven't had them since. So yeah. uh, it I, sounds I, like I that's what I do with circus things. peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was with circus peanuts. I was like, I had my grandma get them for me all the fucking time. And then one day it was just like, fuck these, fuck these circus peanuts. I hate them. And uh, haven't had them since. But I'm also, you know, I change my mind all the time. It's all I fucking do. Uh, I love I, I love that you guys call candies lollies. Yeah, we call them lollies, man. Um, but like with everything, American words are coming more prevalent, you know, because it's just yeah. TV. So like, yeah, you can just get candy. I feel like I need to order some lollies now just to get a good look at them. You know, I mean, the place I'm looking at so is like DM like, me your address and I'll I'll send some overseas for us. Really? I will DM you my address. I'll 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 yeah, I'll sure try me. some lollies. Yeah, some Pascal candy. Sure. So what's we've up, got, Nick? We've got some good stuff in. Um I just uh, I, before I forget about it, Sucky Gethlin asked me to weigh in on the new Lord of the Rings and I'll say that um I liked the first three, like the ones from twenty years ago, and I haven't watched any of the Hobbit and I'm not gonna watch any of the Amazon stuff at all. Um I just don't care. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's gonna look, I'm just lazy. I don't watch much. Um, it's going to look like shit. It's on Amazon. Which, you're like, Amazon, you got enough money to make it look great. 
But Why they won't make do. anything good. I don't. Well, Reacher's like, great. I will shows. give Reacher. Have they done a good TV show? Yeah, Reacher's yeah. good. I need to listen to your uh, podcast pe- on it, man. People like people like uh, the Expanse quite a bit, and I did too. But the fucking thing is, like, sure. I fell off as soon as the Amazon season started. I was like, I hate this show. It sucks. Um, uh, but I liked uh, it yeah. at first. So Amazon took over this show like four seasons in and it was like, Hey, I love this show. And when it came back, finally, I was like, Oh yeah. And I, you know, it was like kind of, I'll strap in and watch this thing. And I made it through, like, I think I watched four episodes before I was just like, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. I don't like this at all. <laughs> but I mean, I, remember, like, I, maybe it was like five years ago. It was a John Goodman show where he was like a senator who lives in the house with a whole bunch of other Republican senators. And that was Amazon Prime, and that was pretty good. Betas? Or something? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Amazon Amazon got to be one of the worst. Fleabag is okay. But I I think my favorite things. Huh? I think it was. What was that name? Yeah, but but we get it on. uh, Yeah. Yeah, we right. get it on uh, Amazon. They they like bought it over. We get a lot of like shows from other countries that like we get a lot of shows from other countries. They end up on our streaming services, you know. So like a lot of the BBC stuff uh, ends up like kind of weirdly going viral late over here. It's like my the BBC thing that I watched that was bonkers is called Years and Years. It's the weirdest fucking show oh, I've ever seen. Fucking, it, it's not good, man. It's not a good TV show at all. It's the like worst. It, so. It's um, If you want a really good dude. Zealand show, and, and the, you know the big star and the, the boys, the New Zealand actor Anthony Starr, um, there's a TV show where um, it's set in West Auckland, which is like the real focus area of Auckland, and it's called Outrageous Fortune. He plays uh, two characters. He plays twins. And... Um, it's a really good TV show. There's like seven seasons. Probably the best sort of uh, sitcom drama in New Zealand. I think you'd really like it, Brian. Anthony Starr was in one of the greatest shows of all time, uh, Banshee, which is, if you've never seen Banshee, see it. It's the best. It's just like a show about like... Yeah, I, I should follow up on that, man. It's fucking funny. It, it's, it's a show about a guy that pretends to uh, uh, be the sheriff of a town. And uh, really, it's just fight scenes, car chases, and sex, like nudity. It's just really an excuse to use do all of those things. And every fucking episode is more insane than the last it's that's probably one of my favorite tv shows that like not everybody check has checked out is is uh banshee uh warrior's really good too which is made by yeah, the man, same if, people if you're um if, if you're into that sort of stuff outrageous fortune is really similar i think you really like it uh, i just wanted to call yeah. to talk about um finally like new zealand has finally sort of liberalized um medicinal Canada, and yes! I don't smoke weed, and I haven't for like ten years because it was giving me mad panic attacks. That like I did a virtual consult online, like over Zoom, 
last week and then uh, on Friday. And uh, just this morning, I've had um, like the Sigli oil drop in the post. So I'm going to give mm-hmm. that a go this evening and see if that helps with my anxiety. So you're allowed to, you, you can go to dispensaries and shit? Yeah, it's not a dispensary. Like it just comes through your normal pharmacy, uh, like, you know, drugstore. Um, <laughs> but like you've, you've got, you've got to pay full price. It's not subsidized. So it's like 200 something dollars for like 30 mils of um, CBD oil. It's outrageously expensive. But like once it, you know, becomes a little bit bigger, it should, should drop down in price. You should, uh, uh, Make sure that if you're doing uh, CBD, um, that it does have mm-hmm. THC in it. I, I know that you don't want to. I know that people think that it it's, gives you the panic attacks, but uh, in order for the CBD to work, it's got to have THC with it too. Okay. Well, if, if this doesn't work, man, I'll, I'll give it a go. Uh, I've already paid for this whole fucking thing. <laughs> I have to try this first, but... Um, yeah, when did I'm they do it? So it's medical? Yeah, man. So it's medical weed there, and but you go to the pharmacy and they just hook you up with some weed? It's like, I think it's normal, um, a normal GP, a normal doctor can prescribe it, um, but I think finding the actual uh, stuff is pretty hard. I'm sure I've not gone about it the best way, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit confusing because it's only... It's like pretty shocking to me that it's it's pretty shocking to me that the United States is like one of like three or four places that have weed now. Like I would have thought we'd be like the last motherfuckers. In New Zealand, we um, like the cops basically said we're not going to prosecute anybody for um, possession of weed. Um, but you can just eat it. Like, there's no issues finding weed, but you're not going to know what it is. It's all just like, you know, as strong THC stuff as possible. So I think was, um, I don't know, we had a vote on it last year. I think we talked about it previously, and it went like four, uh, two years ago. It went like 49, 51% um, uh, in favor of legalizing weed. So we just lost out on it. Um, which Fuck. Is a shame, but like, you know, if you want to, if you want to go buy, announced like you, you can do it within like a couple of hours like it's, it's real easy everybody gets my food yeah yeah that makes sense it's just really nice to be able to go to the store and buy it and not have to worry about getting pulled over with it you know because that's like because uh, sure, there were so many places here that were like we're not gonna uh um prosecute it but that doesn't mean that like the cops can't harass you for it and then also sure. like yeah totally. you know take you in they can take you to jail and yeah the prosecutor's not going to prosecute for it but like i mean you still went to jail and yeah, <laughs> had to go yeah. through all that yeah. shit you yeah. know yeah and, and they just made it a pain and you'll throw away you'll, you'll throw it away as well yeah yeah thank you i mean i drive around yeah. with mine like i drive around with mine like uh uh i'm supposed to have it in a trunk but i just throw it in the uh, console and just, I don't care. I have my medical card. Can't bust me. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to quickly talk about was that I just found out this morning. Um, and I'm on a second minute work, which um, is finishing up in a couple of months. But we found out that 
like the bonuses that we get paid, like when you when you get hired for my job, they'll say this is how much you're going to get paid per year, and you will get a bonus at the end of the year, to, you know, based on your performance. So they sell it to you like it's part of your salary, and like everybody takes that on board. But for the last two years, we've only had it once, and it was like thirty percent of what it should be. I've just heard out heard this morning they're not going to pay it out again this year. I've also heard that the company's posted um, a $350 million profit. So I'm um, not in a great they can't get about my fucking... They can't get that kind um, of profit. I got to tell you, they can't, they can't get that kind of profit if they're giving you bonuses. That's where the issue comes in. Yeah, I guess so. But like, if you did the back of the neck and neck, like, even if they paid full... And, you know, it would, it would be like $30 million or something. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, either either I way, and you, you're probably dead right, but it's just it's really fucking annoying. Like, um, it especially sucks. with me going back, I'm losing like 15 grand a year and like the interest rates changing. So we're going to have to pay another like 400 bucks a fortnight on the mortgage. Like, it's real fucking rough, man. Yeah, it does suck. It fucking yeah, things are real rough here too. With the you're hearing people talk about like uh, it's mostly New York people uh, talking about their rent going crazy. But my brother and and his nephew just got hit, and it's like if one fucking thing happens to you, you're fucked because you know rent's going yeah, up like good, by a lot. Yeah. It's fucked. Well, Nick, thanks for calling. Yeah. We're going to get the rest of these calls. It's always no, it's good always to hear from you. Click me that, um, click me that address and I'll, I will post you out some, some lawyers and stuff. There. Sick. All right, man. Thanks for calling. Pop. Drop the call. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah. Lollies. They call their candy lollies over there, which, uh, you know, I, uh, I like the name, so I'll go with that. Um, go ahead and uh, answer this next call. Ba-ba. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Just the B-Dog. This is uh, Timothy from Los Angeles. What's up, Timothy? How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Uh, I had a couple quick ones, and then I was going to talk to you more about the Jonathan Gresham. I wanted to talk to you about. What oh, you no. uh, with the, You don't want to talk to me about that. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, you know, here's the Jeff, thing. Oh, go ahead. Here's the thing with me. Uh, if, if, how can I explain this? If most people like it, I'm probably on the other <laughs> side. Actually, I don't know with the Gresham thing. Like, I'm going to say this. And, and for people that don't know, uh, Jonathan Gresham is, is, uh, was a champion of a company called Ring of Honor that got bought by a billionaire. Yes, a billionaire. Uh, but yeah. if, if, if that makes you nuts, I, I hate to tell you about everything you watch on TV. Actually, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, he bought the... He, he bought the company, uh, you know, he gave them, I don't know, four shots, I had four or five shots on TV. Um, and I thought they were all bad. Um, I think if you can't get a good match out of Bandito, that is a, uh, 
that's a huge fucking problem so like uh you know i just feel like yeah yeah, yeah i don't think he i don't like <laughs> i feel like he maybe got a little big and this is not a short joke either okay big big for his britches there and it was just <laughs> like sees himself as somebody that is I don't know. I think people gassed him up too much because I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's been good. And I feel bad saying it because, like, you know, people jump all over him. But the other thing about it is if you're, like, famous or even semi-famous or anything like that, like, you have to accept the fact, especially in something like pro wrestling, that people are going to say, like, mean stuff about you. That's just part of life. And, you know, I don't think anybody deserves to get bullied, but like the dude, the dude really plays into the things that get you treated like that. You know what I mean? Like deletes his account after he loses a fake wrestling match. That's an insane fucking way to act that you're mad because you lost a fucking fake wrestling match. It's insane. But. <laughs> that's that's yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I meant more the drama stuff, so that's perfect. I mean, you know, I think his wife may have been a bad influence on him on how he acts on social media <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Because uh, he used to be fine and had, like, a okay reputation, especially, like, from people in England. Uh, but you speak about gassing him up. I mean, he has been a much worse wrestler since he bulked up. Like, clearly gut mm -hmm. getting on the gas has not helped. Um, plus yeah. the, yeah, the, the personality side of things has not been great. Um, so yeah, that's what I meant more. I don't, I wasn't going to talk about the match. Yeah. The match obviously was, I don't, it was good. It's good. You know, I don't want to like take uh, people. Uh, there's a thing that happens. I'll say this on, on, uh, about wrestling Twitter. Uh, there is a, 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 what's the word? Like there is a, uh, thing where people like i don't know you you i don't want people to think that i'm taking the side of a billionaire right but right. again i have to look at who does something i like and who does stuff i don't like that's what entertainment is and i wish the guy i hope the guy makes a living in wrestling forever i really do fucking feel that way but like uh, I just think that, like, I, I mean, you, you gotta be good at what you do in in that world, right? Like, when I say you don't have to be good at what you do when you're like a cashier, so when you're settling on a job, right? Like me, we always talk about how, like, uh, on this show, we always talk about how, like, uh, uh, I was a bad employee at every job I had. Um, that is because I was settling on those jobs and I didn't give a shit about it. Now, if I was a bad employee at this job, uh, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't like people wouldn't listen at all ever. That's just the way things work. And, and with entertainment, that's the way things work. I mean, I make less than a lot of people, uh, uh, that do, things like me and I just take that as I'm not as good as them <laughs> but like uh, uh I guess yeah I I don't know I, I like I said I have a weird 
thing about wrestling with me like my my taste is generally not the mainstream taste but uh, uh yeah, yeah listen yeah, here's okay. what we can here's what i'll say here's what i'll say in sometime in august by the end of august i will have a podcast called everything beast that is a wrestling podcast where you will get to hear a plenty of my insane opinions on wrestling yeah yeah well i had you on my podcast to talk about aew revolution so i got an ear full of your takes in the past so uh oh so yeah i'm an insane human yeah you know i'm an insane person i'm not taking again it's weird because it's like you don't want to take a like i said i don't want to take the company's side but i do think that like it is a things like this it's like (laughs) it's hard you're not guaranteed a spot you know what i mean and if I don't know. You're just not guaranteed a spot in a place like that. And there's a lot more people that when given the chance, I'll I'll bring up, for example, I'll just say this Uh, guy. I don't like at all. Never liked not one single match. Jay lethal. It's just a guy never liked any of his matches for years and years and years. I think he's like been pretty fucking good lately and like impressing me. And like, I am fair enough to say like i shit on this guy for fucking years and then i think he's cutting good promos i think he's doing good wrestling i think he's been really fucking good and he's earned a spot you know what i mean and like uh i think you have to earn a spot in this kind in that kind of world because there's a million people that want it and that's the reason i do you know that's that is like you know my goal is to like just have a spot I guess I want to have a spot. <laughs> so I try to work as hard as right. I can. <laughs> but yeah, sure, yeah sorry about that. that. Um, I'm Lethal, insane. Lethal's an interesting one, though, because his match last night, his match last night, Lethal, his match last night was like not his best work. But you talk about having the, the attitude or, or working for a spot. Like he's a guy who could have a bigger attitude than Grisham does uh, because he's clearly getting devalued now to being like obviously second banana to Statnam Singh. And he's just going along with it. And like you said, he's working hard on it. He's not putting on the boo-boo face and doing that whole thing. So, yeah. again, I, I hate mean, the boo-boo like face, said, by the way. Don't want to side with the billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, don't I hate side, the boo-boo the face, though. I've always hated it. Yeah. yeah uh, but I promise that... It's so fucking obvious. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see. So what, what else is up? I don't want to oh, get in so trouble. The, the quick stuff, I just... Episode last week, or I think Wednesday or something, you mentioned about dogs, big dogs, small dogs, and living in the city and all this. And I used to mm-hmm. think the same way that you did, um, but you actually had it backwards, and I found this out from firsthand. Bigger dogs are better in smaller spaces, and smaller dogs are bigger or need bigger spaces. It's counterintuitive. But like, so I got big a, dogs... like a pit mix dog. Yeah. I, 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 so when you say that, like, I would assume that bigger dogs have to run, like need space no. to run. You know what I mean? They don't need space. I guess like yeah. when I do see big dogs, I'll say this. When I do see big dogs, I do think like uh, they're lazy, but like, uh, I don't know how much space anything needs. You know, like I said, I'm not a pet guy. 
So I just always assume like the smaller, if you live in the city, the small dogs can like run all over your house all day. The big dog is kind of, I don't know. I feel like it just to me as a dude, it, uh, okay. So they're saying in the chat, small dogs need more exercise, but a big dog, well, I know they still take up more space, but I'm saying like, do they right. need more space to run? You know, no. um, like great Danes. I've known a ton of people who have great Danes and those dogs just lay around on the couch all day and don't do anything. Well, what's interesting about that is this is one thing I can speak on, um, as a, as a, uh, uh, former my, I grew up with a great Dane in the house twice. Actually, we had two of them and, okay. uh, my parents actually have great Danes now. So I do know about them and what that dog would do. I'd be laying on a couch watching whatever fucking TV. I brought this up earlier this week. I'd be laying on the couch watching the Beverly Hillbillies movie and just like really enjoying myself. And then this dog, this fucking huge dog would take off running. I had, there were two sets of steps. He would run down the steps, come around, jump on the couch, jump off the couch, run back up, go upstairs, go back around. And like, he would do this thing. And that's where in my mind was like, okay, this dog shouldn't have lived in this house. It should have been somewhere bigger, you know? And, uh, uh, so I don't know. I think also when it comes to, to, to big dogs in the city is like, I, I kind of feel, I would say this, I kind of feel like nobody, everybody wants to, and everybody says they probably do. And I'm not saying people are mean to dogs, but I would say that I believe that most people don't walk their dogs enough. I, I just, I, I just, in my mind, sure. I, I just can't picture a world where people were walking their dogs enough. And, uh, that's one of the other reasons why I'm nuts about sort of big dogs living in the city, because I just, I know that people don't do it. They just don't like, I mean, Dude, people don't walk their kids enough. <laughs> and yeah. it just is one of those things. It's, it's a very weird thing. It's a hang up I have because I also am not a dog guy or a cat guy or it, like I don't like any animals. It gets me in trouble at least once a month on this show. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know that. And that's why I was like, you know, I, I have plenty of experience. The first time ever I got like a tiny dog now. My wife works for like a giant pet store, uh, like a boutique specialty pet store where they like do all the fancy stuff. You know, it's like people call it like Whole Foods for dogs basically out here. And uh, <laughs> and it's, it's the exercise thing for sure. Like the physical size, that's one thing, whatever. But like, I mean, people live in very small places. People crate their dogs and stuff. And my experience having a terrier for the first time in my life is like that dog needs way more exercise than a big dog. So like, <laughs> you know, the city, whatever, right, walking around, all that stuff is... It's, uh, it's, I think, again, it goes back to the basic point, like you're saying. People need to take better care of not just their dogs, their kids, and themselves. Nobody, I mean, nobody walks as much as you. Like, I ride my bike around, but most people aren't getting any fucking exercise. It's not really about the city or not and, you know, all that. Yeah. I uh, do think, though, there is something about the city as a guy that's lived in... I guess as a guy that's lived in the city for longer than I lived in the suburbs... Uh, I do think that we like 
people that live, you know, downtown or in cities are, do tend to walk more. Now I'm saying that as a guy who does walk a lot. And if I can walk somewhere, I walk somewhere, but I do have people in my family, like my brothers and sisters pretty much all live in this neighborhood. And, uh, uh, we, we all live within a few, but like within a 20 minute walk of each other. And, um, my brother and sister never fucking drive. I mean, never walk anywhere. If they got to go to the grocery store, the grocery store is right at the end of the street. They drive. And I mean, my brother and his, his wife, like consider themselves like they consider themselves, um, they consider themselves environmentalists. And like, I do think that there is a certain amount of like, Hey, we live in the city. So like, we don't have to drive as much, but then you just drive to everything all the time, which <laughs> is a little bit weird to me. But, uh, also, I mean, if you got kids, it's like a whole, I'm always like, I try to be generous to everybody and not be like, oh, you're just, you're just being lazy. Uh, uh, like, I know there are people that can't, uh, walk the places and stuff, but like, I just, I, you're right. I don't, I truly don't think anybody uh walks enough i i think you know when i talk to people about my walks uh you know there are times when i'm like i'm five miles away from home on my walk and they're like five miles and i'm like dude dude that, that five miles is not like a long walk you don't even burn like 850 calories on a five five mile walk so like, I think people have an outsized idea of the size of a, a, a drive, right? Like, like people don't understand or, or maybe don't think much about like, should I drive or should I walk? I think a lot of people just automatically, if it's, you know, six miles, they're just like, or, or if it's two miles, cause I'll hear people complaining, like I did a two mile walk and it's like, Dude, if you walked to school growing up, you walked two miles. It's not two miles is like nothing. It's not, it's not a long walk at all. It's not, it, it's a 20, it's a 35 minute walk. So like, I know people don't have time and stuff, but, uh, that's one thing that I've always, I've always been like, tried to believe in and, and like, you know obviously probably one of the worst environmentalist guys in the world. Uh, I just, I try, I just try to think of like, should I do this walk? So I know. And, and I, and that is to say like, again, with people and their dogs, like, I, I don't know. I, all I care about is that like, we're not like, all I really care about in this world is that we're not torturing animals. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> You know, in regards to animals, I just don't want to torture them. I don't even know what that means. I don't know like what the acceptable amount is or any of that stuff. But I would, I hate to think that like, I hate to think that there's these dogs in these apartments and, 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 you know, like my parents, they put their dogs in a crate. They're great Danes in a crate. And it's like, why you even get a dog? Why even have a great Dane if you're going to put it in a crate? So like, um, I don't yeah. know. I agree but with I'm that. Also... And I have the same feeling because 
Oh, good. No, I'm. I'm also haven't owned a pet in. I've never owned a pet in my life. Uh, I had them growing up, and that's what made me not like pets. Sure, I agree with that, and like I have the same thing, like the misgivings or whatever about it. But we got had a trainer that helped us because you know we found a dog on the street, and she even talked to us about like. That this dog and this anxiety and all that might be one of these dogs that's happier in a crate. Like she's honest, and I just I can't bring myself to do it because I'm like you. I can't I can't see that and think that it's like healthy and good. But according to people who supposedly know better than me, like some dogs like it. I don't know, but yeah, it, yeah, to me it's I believe too it. Much like <laughs> like torturing them, like putting them in jail. Yeah, yeah I, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm an abolitionist, so I don't want to put my dog in jail. <laughs> No, I agree. I'm uh, with you. I know people but, do say that, though. People do say that there are dogs that it's like they would rather be. And uh, to tell you the truth, uh, if I had to say just for me, Brian, uh, I am. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to come off as sex talk or something, but I kind of do like like tight spaces, I guess. Like, like not I don't want to be in like a. I don't want to be in like a dog cage or something like that, but like if it's like chilly outside and people like the, a lot of people do with the weighted blankets and stuff like that, like that kind of vibe. So I can see dogs having the yeah. same kind of vibe, you know? Right. And I think you've mentioned liking like tight fitted shirts and stuff, right? Compress and the compression stockings. I wear compression like shorts kind of every thing. day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, under yeah, my clothes, so I wear compression to it. So that makes sense. Yeah, got to well, hold everything in there. Thank you for, um, okay, real, real thank quick. You for calling. Oh, oh real quick ahead. before I head out, one more. Uh, the, the bodily functions, I know it came up, but I don't. I feel like sneezing wasn't on the list. And sneezing for me has yeah, to be was. top three. Is it number oh, two? It okay, I didn't recall. All right, perfect. Perfect, all right. Nutting, like then sneezing. Right, so thank you. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling. Awesome, ah. perfect. Peace. Yeah, we love to nut. We love to shit. That's just the way things are. Everybody out there loves to nut, and everybody out there loves to shit. And uh, I can't think of two better things to get to do. All right, here we go. Let's get another call in here. Let's do it. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I? Know who I'm talking to tonight. What's up, Hank? Uh, hey, Brian. It's me, Hank. From Los Angeles. You're co-hosting the podcast again. Well, you host it alone. We're now you're co-hosting. Yeah, we're doing a show together right That's now. Right. Hank, it's, it's Hank. It's like Jake and Elroy back together. Who's Jake Are and Elroy? Their names? Jake I and I don't know. Opie and Anthony? Brothers. <laughs> oh, no, God. I, I don't know. I've never I, seen I'm pretty Hank. sure one is Jake. Jake okay. and Paul. Okay. I, almost, um, I was thinking Jake Paul. Jake Jake Amway. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was once around a guy who um, had a, a puppy Great Dane, like a six-month-old. And that is a weird mix of uh, of energies when you've got the, the size of a deer with the energy of a puppy. Because this thing, this thing freaked out at me because I was carrying like fish tank buckets. I was there to clean their fish tank. So I was this weird dude with a bunch of weird smells and dogs usually kind of like me, but they get excited by all the, uh, you know, arousing odors and by the, you know, the kind of Labrador pheromones that I put out. So, uh, this thing went nuts and we had to like corral this fucking deer 
running around. And it, was all, it all happened inside a funeral home, too, to make it all even weirder. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my core memories. It's just uh, trying to not, not have this freaking dog deer, you know, scratch my face with its excitement. So, yeah. Yeah. Good animal. I, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, the reason I don't have pets is because I grew up with Great Danes in the house and Newfoundlands. I had, we had Newfoundland yeah. dogs, too. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of oh, those, man. but um, I come from yeah. a lineage of uh, very white trash people. And uh, we had an above ground pool in our backyard. And uh, it was sick, though. Growing up with, like, I, we, would, we were like fucking lifestyles of the rich and famous to our friends because they would come over and be like, damn, dude, a pool. Yeah, and then uh, these 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 Newfoundlands dogs. Uh, my parents had it in their head that Newfoundland's big thing is they can swim, and and they use them to oh. save people and stuff like that. Uh, oh no! Oh no! I don't know what I just did. Okay. No. Uh, but uh, I yeah, I I don't really know like. I don't, I, like I said, I don't really know if, uh, uh, that's when I got out of having pets. We had Newfoundlands, they would swim and then they would come in the house and they would, uh, shake the water off. And in my house smelled like dogs. And then one day in ninth grade, I went to a, uh, one day in ninth grade, I went to a thing and, uh, uh, school and a girl that I, I kind of had a crush on her or whatever. Uh, she goes like, Hey, uh, uh, she goes, uh, can I wear your coat? And I'm like, shit. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing about like, that's the thing. Like back then it's like, if they wear your coat, if a girl wears your coat, you're, you're kind of dating in a way. And, uh, she, I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and this coat, yeah. And this coat, this coat is like a dream coat. I promise you all that like you would never, uh, I, I promise you that you would never like, what's the word I'm trying to think. Um, I promise you that like you would want this coat. It's a starter jacket. It is a, uh, uh, San Jose sharks. It was the San Jose sharks starter, starter jacket. And, uh, she borrowed it like turquoise and black. Yeah, it was so sick. And, uh, she borrowed it. And then everybody in the class with her said, uh, it stinks. She took it off. She had to hide it in the corner of the room and then give it back to me. And then I knew it. So that is why I don't have pets. Cause a girl said my coat stank in ninth grade. Yes. And I never wanted another it got, pet yeah. again. It got the, <laughs> right. <laughs> I get that. I get that. You had, you had like battle dogs. You had, you had the sort of like dogs that could have jobs you know, things that would be intimidating in a, in a children's horror book. Uh, you had, you had huge freaky animals in your house. And of course you loved them. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but I can understand why no, having such I didn't. I hate presence as animals around their, around the home be, you know, and then maybe they took your parents' attention more than you, uh, young little Brian felt he deserved on the inside. Perhaps there's some therapy, uh, issues. Yeah, I think, going yeah, on. maybe Brian. I, I hated those dogs though, <laughs> Hank. Like, that's the problem with this, Fair. Hank. It's like, you were like, you probably love those dogs. No, I didn't. I hated them. And I wanted them out of the house. And uh, I yep. just, I could not, I couldn't wait to get move out. And when I moved out, here's what I go. I go, I ain't never again will I own a pet 
And since that day, I've never owned a pet again. So uh, uh, I'm just, I'm following like the rules of my life. I think that's fair. I think you deserve it. Uh, you deserve to have that boundary respected. Uh, it, it, I do sort of have a, a fantasy in my head suddenly of you being at the, like, this is the beginning of a, of a, of a romantic comedy, but it's actually you and a dog who are having the romance and you fall in love with some sort of like cute little, you know, 11 pound sweetie Petey that you just can't resist. And maybe at first it, it, it forces you to overcome some of that, uh, programming from your childhood or maybe not. Maybe then you end up getting the dog killed and you don't really feel guilty about it. And that would be an, also an interesting movie. Well, there's Pretty other impressive. programming too, Hank, so, yeah. that happened to me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what this, <laughs> what this, uh, what this programming was. Cable guy, okay. seven years, uh, and people just Hell letting yeah. their dogs nibble on me and jump all over me and stuff. Uh, that also got me. Like, come on, take care of your fucking dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get your dog off me. Like, Dude. People, yeah. they would always let their dog jump all over me, and they'd be like, it's cute. They just like you. And I'm like, I don't like them. It's not charming to me. It bugs me, and it's making my job harder to do. Because people don't put, the, eh, listen, it's your house. You do what you want in your house. But when somebody else is in there, could you please, like, move them out of the way? I guess, you know, like keep yeah, them out it, of my way. It's your, it, if it was a human part of the family that was just like pestering you and sniffing at your crotch and grabbing at your stuff and trying to kiss your face, that would be highly inappropriate for them to allow that anybody, you know, to, for that behavior to, to continue. Like why it's a dog that uh, is okay. It's weird because dogs are like family, right? Like you're supposed to, I mean, we, we love mm -hmm. them like they're part of the family, but they are in a unique category because you can lock them in the basement unlike which you shouldn't do to humans but for every if a cable guy is over put the fucking dog in the basement <laughs> or out of the basement too. sometimes because i remember going down in yeah, basements where too. people would away from the cable i remember i mean yeah yeah and i i would sometimes like yeah. go down in people's basements that were just full of dog crap too i don't know i just had a lot of it's yeah <laughs> I don't like to say this. I'm not like trying to be goofy about it, but it, I think it's a lot of trauma <laughs> like, that I just literally refuse to deal yeah. with because I can live without it, you know? And also, uh, kids do like get, yeah, I, in my experience at the, at, at that job, the kids got yelled at way worse than the pets. Like, the kids right. would get fucking screamed at if they even talked to me, but the pets, it was just like, uh, it, they, they, they just like you. Yeah. Let them smell you and they'll go away. Right. Oh, that would make me I mad. totally relate. So, so let, for 10 yeah. years I did aquariums. So I would go into people's homes similar to like a cable guy. I'd say a difference would be it's like, it rarely was it just like a one-off visit. Usually I got to know people cause I'd go back every couple of weeks you know, generally it was like an ongoing thing. So that's a big difference with the cable guy. So I would get to know people's dogs and stuff, but I had this one intermittent client. They'd call me up every four or five months and they had a Rottweiler that was like crazy aggressive, not in a, it, not in a violent sense, but it had this, it didn't like me. You could tell like it did, it was, it was curious and it, but then it just kept a real strict eye on me and would like bark if I came close to it. And I would say to, I was clearly uncomfortable, very, and I was like, yo, can maybe the rotten, can we maybe, not have the dog staring at me like from six feet away, <laughs> like it's a Rottweiler. 
I'm just in your kitchen trying to clean your 10 gallon fresh water. Would you just let me get this done and get out of here so I don't get mangled by Cerberus over here? And I didn't say it like that, uh, but you know, and she goes, Oh, he just, he's okay. He just likes you. He's fine. He just, you know, he just wants to pretend I'm like, I know, but the human being is, is really uncomfortable by your, your attack dog. That's eyeing him. So, but I, I relate to what you're saying about being the cable guy, man. I'm, Hank, I hear you. I'm about to do. And I understand I'm why about you have all those other experiences. Hank, I'm about to do something that nobody else does. Okay. And uh, here, here have it sex is. with Hank. Well, okay, okay. yeah, that, I would. I mean, if you needed me to, but I think probably you would want to rather have somebody better. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Right. But what I will say is, your job was harder the the aquarium job because oh uh okay wait, i don't want to tell you why most people would always just be like they default to their job was harder right uh and uh yes yep. i had to carry a ladder yes i had to climb a pole but most people's houses i went to that had massive uh aquariums how do i say this were nuts they were fucking nuts and like i would walk into a house and see somebody with an aquarium and i'd be like great this is going to be a motherfucker because like <laughs> it's just it's one of i gotta say it's gotta be one of the most expensive uh uh hobbies of of like i can't think of i knew a guy okay uh and you could be mean to him he's a he, he's a nazi um but i did know a guy now okay. he wasn't then um i did know a guy that collected uh fucking uh, what do they call them it was aquariums but it, there were no fish but there reef, were like all of tanks, these saltwater fancy yes. saltwaters yes yeah. there were all these fucking wild Got looking it. things in them none that i ever was like super impressed with right uh it was like always right. like a uh a, a thing that looks kind of like a koosh ball but it's like the things move and mm -hmm. stuff like that there were never any like good octopus or anything in there because they're not animals they're something else and um right would go over there and like just I don't know if his was cheap or whatever, but it was always a situation with those fucking things. And it was just constant with the, with, oh, I gotta uh, change the pH or something like that. I gotta run and I, I gotta, yeah, he, yeah. this motherfucker, it was so nutty. Uh, the A, A1, A cap, A1, C, it's so hard. A1, C3, A1, B2 said home espresso machines can be wildly expensive, but maybe less expensive than an aquarium. I have to say that aquariums, I can't think of anything more expensive, really. Like a thing to get into, maybe like guys that are really into cars and have a bunch of them. Well, like, like, like my, I had a yeah. fucking uncle that hated me. I had an uncle that didn't like me because he was a cop and he knew I didn't like cops or whatever. Um, yeah. But he collected, uh, he collected Corvettes. And it's like, okay, like that's an extremely expensive job thing to be into is Corvettes. But I got to feel like I, I think less than Corvettes is uh, aquariums right under that. That's it. That aquariums got to be the most expensive shit. And, and, 
I mean, Legos. I, you're talking to a guy that's into Legos. Right, right. You could definitely uh, run up the bill on the Legos for sure, but it, it, the, the fundamental deal is that you're you're basically just adding clutter to your pile, not actually spending money on like living beings and dealing with chemistry and possible electrical fires and all that too. Um, yeah, I agree with you as far as the expenses there. I would just say maybe like it's, a, it's probably the most expensive indoor hobby if you get super into it. You can do aquariums at a, you know the smaller sizes and kind of the crappier setups and still waste a bunch of money and probably regret starting the hobby. Cause the thing people don't realize is they get themselves all worked up about getting a fish tank and they get, they go down that, like, you know, that uh, blissful rabbit hole and you start to actually anticipate making the purchase and doing all the research and what they're not, what, what they don't realize is it's like signing up for a second job. Right. So when I ran an aquarium business, I was basically taking that burden off of people's, you know, shoulders, so to speak. So mostly I was working for people who, like had money, you know, and, and like waiting room, you know, businesses that had waiting rooms and things like that too. But so either wealthy people that could afford to pay some jag off like me to come by every two weeks or every week or whatever and deal with their stupid fish tank problems, or you get the hobbyists that are into it that know the cost and they're the ones online on the forums, you know, talking all day. Like it, it, it's a great hobby if you're into it because it's very kind of scientific and it, it's also a mix of art because you got to decorate it and there's like, a lot of living, I do actually, I still have a small aquarium. It's like living plants and shrimp. It's very easy. I've basically taken all my experience to set up a tank that I could neglect as much as possible and still have it look great. And, I, and that's what I've got right now. <laughs> so that's you, my thing. But you're, you're right on that. It's a, it's a bizarre, it's a goofy hobby. You can go in all sorts of crazy directions. And it can get extremely uh, involved and expensive. Right. And, and like, I think like, I don't know. It seems such like, it feels like such a, uh, uh, you're like not enjoying these. I feel like you're not really enjoying the fish. You know, I remember when my kid was real young and we are not allowed to have pets in this house. Uh, and if we could, I, I wouldn't have them anyway. Cause of, you know, all of my stuff. And, uh, um, yeah. I offered like, let's get an aquarium. And she was like, well, that's not even a pet. It's like, dude, like it's the only pet you're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't going to be a dog or a cat in this fucking house. But like, it feels like a cold. I guess I'd say it feels cold it to me. It wears off it wears off. Like that's the thing people have. So you really have to uh, like figure that, am I still going to want to sit there with my nose up against this thing in six months, in two years, in three, in four, you know what I mean? Like, am I going to actually get the down and enjoy it? Or is it just going to be one of those goddamn things I got to get done before I can, you know, go on a vacation or oh crap. It, now I got to go buy some parts for this thing because it broke. Cause you got to replace the light bulbs every 18 months or something like that. Although I would say like a small tank for a kid is actually I mean, listen, I'm not a parent, so don't, don't listen to my, my instincts, but you know, you could learn some responsibility at a, you know, it's, you'd rather have a few Tetras die off because of neglect than a, than a terrier. You know what I mean? So like if you, you could, but you could still teach a kid like, Oh yeah, you got to feed it this much. You got to do water changes. You got to take care of this thing. So it's, I don't think it necessarily would be a, uh, you know, a, a stupid, it's not the dumbest thing I've seen. I've seen people do in their homes as far as that goes. But, um, they are, there are, I guess there is a window of, of, uh, enjoyment that fades pretty quickly. And that's been my experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess like 
yeah. that's the thing is like there you're gonna like maybe get to a point where like you you're gonna get to a point where the fish is taken care of you don't really have to fucking do anything to it you know and like is well, it, is but- is the goal to to have something you can stare at which i don't i'm not against that i'm not saying there's anything yeah. wrong with wanting to have sure. stuff to stare at but that seems like that seems like the 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 whole game here is like i'm gonna i'll stare yeah, at this kinda. thing and trust me the aquarium guy i knew did not stare at that aquarium <laughs> but, like he just didn't he didn't right. he, he oh god damn it you know getting get mad at it and shit because i don't know the ph is off or he's gotta fucking move it from one aquarium yeah. to another aquarium it was a big redneck situation so maybe that's not the best sort of uh, uh thing but like i just yeah he was into reefs and like if i had an aquarium i think that'd probably be what i was into but like growing up my parents like we had <laughs> this is so trashy i don't know why we had this we just had a big tank of like goldfish but not like the small goldfish the big ones because i think my parents were kind of mm-hmm. like these are the bigger ones though so they're nice my parents were like shout flexing with their big fucking goldfish yeah we got the nicer ones well the bigger size that's the kind of that's the sort of factor about it that i think you haven't mentioned yet is that for some reason for uh, some people perceive having a nice fish tank as a status symbol you know if you build it into the entry foyer or you know people do have sort of aspirational quality like you're in the Sims or something and you just want to build out with as many features as you can. You get a fireplace, you get a fish tank, you get the deck, you get the, the bike spot. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means, but um, you know, so there's like that too, that part of like, we're going to show off a little bit because we have this useless box of algae with some life swimming around in it. Um, you know, yeah. a small Nobody... people just love to see the little fishy. Yeah right nobody in this world i'm gonna tell you this nobody there is not a human being on this planet that like loves conspicuous consumption but is also like middle class more than my parents like my parents were like i want everybody to know we have like a bunch of money but like also didn't have a bunch of money so i kind of lived a life where it was like uh uh growing up you know we uh yeah we need to have a uh a fish tank well those are expensive uh so we'll get we'll get an aquarium we'll get we'll get a fish tank but we'll buy the cheapest fish we can find <laughs> but if people walk right, in right. the house they see a fish tank and it was the same thing with the pool it's like we'll get a pool oh okay this is great we got a pool it's it's not like an underground pool is a pool i guess a above ground pool is not i mean it's just i like that they exist because people like my parents that don't have money didn't have enough money to have an an underground pool put in like that's great that they have it but the thing about my parents that that is funny is they had it and they thought they were like showing off with it which was like you know that's that's where i grew up it was just like very conspicuous consumption but of the crappiest junk that you can get your hand on like 
I don't have like good looking stuff in my house, like good looking expensive stuff in my house, but uh, I do have Legos, which isn't fancy. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm not trying to get people to come in my house and see how much money I spend. I'm actually like mortified at how much money I've spent on Legos. And my wife is currently downstairs sorting Legos to sell. So, because I won't do it because I'm lazy. And she was like, I'll do it then. Yeah. So well, I'm going to be selling the Taj Mahal and Ecto-1 very soon. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was just thinking as you're talking about your parents, it, it sounds like what they're doing. And I'm, I'm, I apply this to lots of different families, not just your folks, but like, it, it's like they're the more ways that people can drown, the higher the status goes. Like that's sort of the game they're playing. So if you get a hot tub, that's another way someone can drown. An aquarium, one. you can drown one one of those. if you really try. Okay. Hot tub, see pool, above ground pool. That's another way to drown. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ways to drown. Um, a bathtub. I don't even have a fucking bathtub here in my apartment. I got a regular shower. It take a lot of work to drown in my shower. I could probably figure it out if I tried. Um, you know, um, a cold plunge pool for, for making, taking ice baths like Tony Robbins. That's another way to drown. So That's I think the nuts. aspiration in life is to kill your friends using water as a sign of access to resources, like some kind of Roman Senate, Senate uh, you know, uh, guy or, 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 or lady. Yeah, off. I mean, my, just like to show off ways my, they can kill their friends. Yeah, we had a hot tub too, uh, and my parents were really weird about that. Also, like none of our friends were allowed in because they thought right. they'd mess it up. Like they mess up the fucking hot tub. Yeah, How the boat. fuck do you mess up a hot tub? I'm just gonna sit in the fucking thing. Okay, that's it. Right. I'm just gonna sit in the fucking thing. Did they let the newfound dog? Did, did the Newfoundland dog go into the hot tub? Uh, too hot. The dog didn't want to go no, in the hot tub like i think it had jumped in yeah, a few times and was like i don't think i like this shit you know 104 yeah, degrees no, is a I'm little not different be a from a cold no, yeah I'm, hot tubs are for swingers there's yeah. nobody should have a hot tub they unless are. obviously i'm not I king shaman wants to be a swinger. is that weird to say out loud i really kind of want to be a hot tub swinger i feel like i could do it for like two or three years and then i probably would like flame out I'd probably say the wrong thing, upset, upset the crew or something. But I, I don't know. I feel like I I'd never, like to give it a try. <laughs> I just, I don't like other people enough. Not that I don't like. I don't like hugging. I don't, uh, I just don't like, like, uh, I don't want people involved in, I don't want anybody else in the whole world to ever have to see me naked. How's that? That's the way I really right. uh, feel. That I understand. It's like, I just don't want to make anybody else ever have to see me naked. Somebody in the chat said uh, there's CBD hot tubs, and there like actually are CBD bath bombs, bomb bums, bath bombs for hot tubs. Oh, so if you're looking for something, you should you should hook. The, I but would it, do it. I mean, one, one, one. I would be, but I, I I like to try to like use things to their maximum amount, and even past that, if I can, is sort of my you know way of assuaging my guilt for destroying the planet with all my consumption. Um, but like if you have a, a hot tub filled with your CBD juice or CBD, you know, bomb, isn't it, aren't you going to end up not absorbing it? Like, why not? I just feel like you're wasting a lot of CBD. I, I would keep the water for like the whole summer at that point. People like, like oh, to feel CBD like they're getting that's CBD. People like yeah. to feel like they're doing luxury, Hank. That's the world we live in. That's um, all right. I got to take the last call here, Hank. It's, uh, okay. I got to go watch you, true crime. Yeah, man. 
I got a gift for you. I'll call you next week, I think, and then I'll tell you about it. It's a wrestling onesie that comes from Hollywood. Uh, and it, I think it's, I, I, I got access to it. It's a special thing and I want to send it to you, but maybe I'll call you next week and tell you about it. Go for it. Yeah. Anytime. I love up. wrestling. Yeah, baby. All right, Hank. It's Peace. a onesie though. Okay, buddy. Good chatting. Bye right. everybody. Love y'all. Bye. All right. Here's our last call for the night. You got about five minutes. Uh, my back hurts. A thank you for calling Street Fight. I'm Brian. What's up? Oh, no. You might be on mute, my friendo. Or they just hung up on me before I could pick up the call because they were on hold for a while and I was fucking farting around with people. Um, but, uh, well, I guess the last call is what me and Brett call a skelly tan. Um, so we'll sit here and talk to y'all for a little bit longer. I'm gonna go ahead and hang this up, hang up the old, uh, hang up the old call room. I'm not going to plug or nothing. Uh, zoop. you'll hear the zoop sound here in a minute. Boom. All right. We are out of the calls. We're no more calls. Um, everybody in the chat, CBD bidet. All right. You know what? I'm not against CBD. You know, all, my house is runs on CBD, but it always has a little bit of THC so I can get high. But yeah, bidet is not a rich guy thing. Um, if anybody DMs me and is like, Brian, what's up with this bidet situation? How'd you get so rich that you can afford a bidet? They are less than $100 because let me give you a little bit of advice. Uh, I'm not going to read a name of a brand of bidet, but you know, the brand that's out there that everybody's fucking way into, right? Uh, they sell a warm water and a cold water. Now you don't need, yeah, that that's the brand ginseng punk. I'm not going to say it though. They, you don't need the warm water one. Okay. Like you just get the cold water one. You, uh, trust me. Shooting warm water in your hole is literally the worst possible thing you can do. You do not want to shoot warm water in your hole. It feels weird. You want it ice cold. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, advice for your hole on Street Fight. Um, I really appreciate y'all coming in here. Uh, if you know anybody that you can turn eh turn on to the patreon that would be wonderful i uh could use it and uh you know you're all such sweet people i hope it wasn't too boring with just me and uh wednesday brett will be back and next sunday brett will be back and uh you know Fuck y'all.
Nigga, fuck all y'all. Fuck all these niggas and fuck all these hoes. If I needed a ride, I called on niggas. If I wanted some ass, I called on hoes. Not no more, though. I get a mind that it's in a photo. And I ain't got no mixed emotion. It's a for sure thing. Don't fuck with Roho. I done lost all of my love. Raise a blade to the wrist. Damn near lost out of my blood. This is the all my dogs. Fuck y'all niggas. Y'all just come around cause I got them drugs. When all my drugs gone, nigga, all my thugs gone. And I'm scared to eat the last of the bread and the butter. Because after that, all the goddamn fuck gone. I'm a motherfucker struggle I wish I was a bubble law. Mama said that it would be days like this, but not a life like this. So I take a knife like this and slice like this. Take life like this. Fuck around and I take my own life like this. Or click me a bitch, nigga. In the windpipe like this. That's right, bitch. I'm a ignorant son of a bitch and I do click quick. It might be halves and zones. I'm breaking nigga bones, but never be stones and sticks. I ain't the shit, bitch. I'm the motherfucking a commode. And fuck everybody that AC wrote. That's on my soul. Finally, I found me. Man, you always man, niggas can fuck eat a me. I found me. Fuck all y'all. Man, fuck you hoes. I found me. You know what I'm saying? Man, fuck Murder. Finally, I found Murder on me. every last one of you hoes. Man, niggas. fuck straight you hoes. I found me. I used to be a cool cat. Now, nah, bitch, I'm with a blues cat. I got tired of motherfuckers taking a nigga for granted. All I got is my mind. I can't lose that. I'ma use that even though a nigga mind gone. That ain't lost because I know where it's at. Just on another level. Them boys around here for the paper stack because I'ma go where it's at. I sound like a big nigga, but I'm a good nigga. Therefore, some of y'all try to bogart. Piss a nigga off and get that ass caught late night on the back streets. Hollering, oh Lord, it ain't no mercy. I still want to see you bleed because I don't give a damn no more. Niggas eat 3D2 and wood holler and I fuck you hoes. Finally, I found me. Still, gorilla mobbing in the death. They change. I just peep the game and see these niggas be shaped. Over the years, I've seen a lot of niggas turn fake, ride dick on a cooler than a hot feet. You see me and I'm off to learn a lot of things. Man, most of these niggas be around for the fame. It ain't no more love left if you ain't kidding. If you get up in mind, you gon' meet your end. I'm one of a kind. I think you better check yourself. It don't mean a damn thing. If I shake your hand, if I ain't too enthused, I got on the mean match, you better stay on no, cause I'll beat your ass. This gorilla mob this and gorilla mob that. I think you better get back and shut the fuck up. But you straight step off and get fucked up. Nigga, trend, nigga, dance, he roll, take nuts, so don't come around now, bitch. We didn't show everybody all kinds of love, and I ain't got no lip. Didn't nobody wanna care how we felt. That's why I finna be alone till I meet my death. Everybody we was cool with, fuck you too. And everybody who was saying nuts, fuck you too. It just took a little time for me to find myself, and that's why we get rich out by ourselves. Hell yeah, nah, I don't wanna man, ride to the show. I found me. I wanted to ride to the store yesterday. Where you at then? I found me. Man, you whole ass nigga. Man, finally I found me. Friends, potty, man. Fuck all y'all. I'm watch back and identify yourself. Nigga, one more step and I'ma cock back. Every whip and I pack. Fuck around and fuck or fry yourself. A punk ass patty milk. No remorse is gonna be felt. When I be dealing with a list in G individual, nothing but an AK shot is gonna be felt. I never did trust no bitch. Never don't trust no nigga. Fuck out of my associates. But in the life of a life, this motherfucker like me, you get what you're supposed to get. We'll see in the middle of the forehead. I'm gonna see my foes dead. And I smoke one of these old busted up ass hoes. Old trailer trash ass hoes. I live like one. And I don't speak to the non-kin no more Nigga, they know Coming around my nigga The woods is a no-no Cause I got a fofo lay low Please, every time I open my mouth Motherfuckers would never believe That's why nigga trip a little bit With a razor blade And the reason I wear long sleeve Y'all can't help me I don't want your help I just want some Leave me alone I don't wanna go to the club I'm cool in the streets, bitch Just leave me to roam Don't call my cell phone Kid folk don't give a damn If I get one of my dome Fuck you dearly Y'all don't understand my zone Finally, I found me Man, I don't need Man, Now one of you hoes, nigga I found me Now one of you hoes, Man, hoes you hoes How you doing? Me. It's dropping salt and kissing motherfuckers' ass out here. Me. Fuck out of y'all, nigga. Foes, friends, all you whole ass niggas man, and whole ass hoes. I don't need that one of you motherfuckers, man. man I can do bad by my goddamn self, but guess what? Niggas man, don't get rich like this, little nigga. Run me. Fuck out of y'all, man. Suck a nigga dick and die, ho. It's rich motherfuckers forever. Zero. The motherfucking crooked. Know what I'm saying? I ain't having it that riffraff, man. I don't buy wolf tickets, you know what I'm saying? So sell them hoes to another nigga. You feel me? It's 2K1, bitch, forever, screwed up click, my nigga ain't gone nowhere, still chopping the double beat, nigga, tap, tap.